you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the NFL podcast is actually real-life friends with Move the Sticks. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room that is just teeming with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Tiny Box, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, Dan. Hey. What's up? Friends with Move the Sticks. Let's calm down with that. But, mm. Greg, maybe we should kick, kick a, a feud into the uh, ether right now. A little quiet end of May, early June. Get a little Pusha T, Drake type feud going with some oh, of the wow. football cognoscenti. You're really connecting with the young people. Look at you. Kids out there. I mean, I like that you go to me for the, the cultural reference. Well, you, you like to talk I'm about hip hop. You're, like, you're, you're a big hip hop head, as they say. in the uh, Definitely have enjoyed Daytona, the new Pusha T. Mm-hmm. I think you it's went really over the good. line. I think you took it a step too far. Your thoughts, Wes? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. He right. did go over the line. Is the, are there no lines anymore? There you go. I, I largely agree with Wes Wes's take here. Mm, what about don't, like what if don't 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 start the fight though if you can't if you can't deal with it? What if we start a feud mm, with like don't start the feud? I mean, Michael it's a bit David of a psychotic Smith. reaction. How about a Michael David react Smith in that strong of a manner feud mm. with Michael David Smith, yeah. a former coworker of Greg's. Been there, very nice. Been guy. there, done that. Very nice, nice guy, guy. But we just like start something. By the way, for new listeners, no? Tiny okay. Box also goes by the name Colleen Wolf. Yep. And Connie Fox. Listeners know. You know, I have many nicknames. What What are you saying? I'm saying there's a large segment of people listening who are like, there's someone named Tiny Box. What Greg is saying is he has an issue with your hosting yeah, capabilities, exactly. wow. apparently. Wow. Wow. A little bit of Let's do a little housework here to do what Dan should have done. <laughs> a little more empathy, Greg. Um, speaking <laughs> of empathy, coming up later uh, on today's show, a new empathy, a thesis written by... Seahawks thesis head coach Pete Carroll maybe a mission statement uh, I I think it may be a mission what it what was it in uh, Jerry Maguire what did Jerry memo write? a memo mm. yeah I think it has more of a a mantra type feel to it anyway he, I can't wait to hear this Pete Carroll the Seahawks coach released a um, a memo a mantra a, a mission statement a thesis uh, entitled a new empathy and we'll be reading it in uh, multiple parts a reading from NFL media's Mark Sessler. And uh, 
That's coming up today. Uh, also, news on the Steelers and their uh, two of their big stars, two of the killer bees. Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. Who cares? Uh, also, uh, you know, the, the trope machine is still firing away. It's like smoke, black smoke is puttering out of it because <laughs> we are in stage what of the OTAs, Greg? Three. Stage three of the OTAs. It's phase officially. Phase Did three. anyone know there were phases phase. to, to OTAs before this year? <laughs> no. Nope. I feel like, I feel like it's people the, are hitting it hard this year, the phase numbers. Yeah. We're not in your favorite phase That was with yet. the new, the new collective is, bargaining Which one again? It's like, the RPA, <laughs> it's like the RPOs of 2018. Mm. Phase three of offseason. Give me a break with the phases. Yeah, and uh, we, this doesn't happen often. Some news from Japan football coming up and then a segment uh, we call (laughs) letters from the future and we'll explain a little bit more uh, when we get to that but let's start with some news Uh, sometimes they talk about drinking and conniving around with ladies and stuff it seems almost un-american to me for a bachelor not to you know go around uh, having a drink with a lady now and then and why all of a sudden that's become an evil in me just trying to get by. Joe Namath, 75 years old today. Broadway Joe, the most famous jet of all, uh, turned 75. He made it. Pedal that G. Willikers act somewhere else, Joe Namath. <laughs> <laughs> you thinking Joe was a little more sly yes. that time than he's letting on? Wow. Is that a good old boy? Yeah, he was the coolest man in America for a few years. Um. Anyway, happy birthday to Joe Namath. Uh, I know Keith Hansis, one of his boyhood idols, uh, well aware of this big day uh, for Joe Willie. In the news, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yes, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the star quarterback, Antonio Brown, the future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Uh, they, jo- they have joined Le'Veon Bell in their decision not to take uh, part in voluntary organized team activities, Roethlisberger and Brown have missed the past four and three practices respectively. That coming from Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, multiple players also confirmed their absence. Um, is this something uh, that, Greg, that, that we should be plugged in on, or is this the type of stuff that everyone gets excited about for no reason? It's May football. I think it's somewhere in between because I do think it's at least notable that it's more of a trend. I believe that bigger, better players are now just more openly skipping OTAs for no particular reason other than just going on vacation and thing. I think it's kind of, I think it's becoming more of a trend and I'm not supportive or, you know, think it's a bad thing. It's just something that's interesting to me that when the CBA was first signed, people, the players basically took this as mandatory. And as the years have gone on since that CBA is signed, it's not just contract issues people are, the players are skipping for. It's just because they don't want to be there. And they're treating it as voluntary because it is voluntary. For, yeah. the, for the listeners, because uh, Greg didn't make it clear, CBA is collective bargaining agreement. Mm. Good context. <laughs> I just sometimes... So if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I run into people that listen to the show, and I always realize that, like, a large swath of the listeners barely know us, you know, apart. They, they come in and out. They don't, they don't know all the stories. All right. They don't know tiny boxes. But it wouldn't be cool if, like, someone thinks it's not even Colleen Wolf. It's just a tiny just box. Tiny box. 
Anyway, well, the tiny box has a voice, Dan. How about that? Speak, tiny box. I was going to say, why have voluntary workouts if they're not going to be voluntary? I mean, everybody. Look, Tom Brady's not there, and Ben Roethlisberger's not there. Who cares at this point? It's May, and then when they are, when they're not voluntary, and when they're mandatory, they'll be there. I mean, also these guys are mostly embedded in workout facilities every day in Miami or LA or wherever they live. It's not that they're just sitting home, you know, pounding beers, rolling around on the grass. I mean, they're working out, they're showing up in shape. I don't I don't I don't think it's a big deal at all. Yeah. How about this be beat New that. England in week fifteen, Pittsburgh? Handle your well, business. Well, then. Big Ben is on vacation, on a family vacation. Is he throwing he's, he's are we, I mean, kids? are we worried about Big no. Ben now? It's just I just find that to be crazy and what was that in early June? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, he's not taking. I mean, he—I never really thought, even at his peak, it wasn't like, oh, he, look at his body. That's why he's such a great player. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, I think he might look be rolling in neck. grass, eating hamburgers. <laughs> uh, all right. In Japanese college football news, mm. bet you didn't know that that was even a thing until right now. No. Did you know, Mark, that they play college football in Japan? In Greg's motherland. I'm not surprised that football is played almost anywhere, but I did not know about Japanese football. Well, Nihon University and Kwansei Gakuin University. How are we doing on that? Let's call it KGU. Japan's two of their most uh, storied college football programs. Uh, they played earlier uh, this month. And on the very first uh, play of the game, a um, quarterback named Kusei Akuno rolled out um, – threw an incomplete pass, plays over. He's basically slowing down into a jog as he's reaching the sideline. And a defensive end named uh, Tasuke Miwagawa. You're really leaning into these names. I yeah. Think. Oh, they're names. Doing a great I think job. the details names. are important. Yeah. I got to try to pronounce them correctly. Uh, anyway, he drills uh, the quarterback in the back of the legs. It's absurd. Check out the video. It's everywhere uh, to see how late the hit was. And Deadspin has a good video of it. Yeah, check out Deadspin. And uh, this led to a big hubbub in Greg's native Japan, a huge controversy. <laughs> I mean, it's not remotely my native. I'm, I'm married I'm married to someone who's born in Japan, grew up right. here, my wife, and then she did move back there, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There he goes correcting you again. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> not right. It's not right. Uh, but, uh, but he's correct. Uh, this leads to the defensive end, uh, a press conference in which he, he bowed his head with great shame uh, and said, I failed. I'm ending my football career with great sorrow and great shame uh, to my people and my family. And then uh, they ban the head coach of the team for life, all because wow. of one play in an exhibition football game in Japan. I, which, which movie do we want to go to here? You've often said that Belichick is the Bud Kilmer of the NFL. Yes. This was clearly like the sweep the leg move, right? This oh. was a sensei from the Cobra Kai dojo. Ooh. I, I mean, I was it thinking was. more – I was just amazed because in my my house at dinner time, sometimes the kids get to – we put on Japanese news. It's sort of just something in the background that they like, that they watch the show. And this was leading the national news in Japan. And Amika, my wife, told me, actually, it's like kind of been leading the national news for the last – two weeks it's been this crazy story it's basically bounty gate it's it's a heart more hardcore version of bounty gate and i was just amazed that any story about american football uh would be leading the news there much i mean in japan it just seems outrageous you can't take out a kuno he's the face of the league yeah it's true <laughs> there is no league you're saying they might even know who tom brady is there 
They, I think they might know. Who to, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> it barely is a blip on the radar football. It's not remotely popular at all. But I think it sort of it hit on some cultural uh, points here of like who is at fault. And basically, I mean, the, the story is kind of amazing to me that he had this nationally televised press conference and the guy's then announced my coach told me to do it. And so then ordered it's like, the code red. Whoa. He ordered the he And the exact quote quote break the opponent's quarterback. That's Al Davis. <laughs> the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. At the at the press conference he said a coach then reproached him later in the right after that play said you are too naive. You felt bad for your opponent did you, didn't you? He's pure evil. Whoa. And the defensive end after the incident immediately after he went to a sideline tent cried after he left the game because he felt guilty about hurting the quarterback. This is this is a movie. And his coach, That's his what I'm coach saying. shouted him down and, and told him not to be weak. You are too naive. The coach said to the defense, this is Bud Killen. This is Japanese Bud Killen. I love that but, this. Uh, and the team, the team has been banned from playing for the rest of the season, although they can do some things that gets them back on the field. But the coaches are banned for life. This, this, their, their Wikipedia page, their Wikipedia page. The Nihon Phoenix football, the only thing listed. And according to the Wikipedia page, they were established in 1940. This team didn't roll in wow. here five months ago. The only thing listed about their entire history their is rich history. controversy and a big chunky paragraph about what we discussed. That's rough. Whoa. That's, that's rough. It's, that's how you go on Wikipedia. Sto- it's a storied team for the wrong reasons. Let's move on. Oh, no. Another trope alert. Mm. Trope alert. Trope alert. Second year Giants tight end Evan Ingram turned heads during a very productive uh, first season and an otherwise lost season for the Giants. And as he enters year two, guess what? He's expecting bigger things. And you know why, Wes? I do know because I read the outline for the show. Quote, the game has slowed down a lot. And that's uh, according to Ingram allowing him to Dig deeper into my bag of route techniques. I love that he has a bag of route techniques. Or getting open and being able to focus more on right the right in that game bag. And getting stronger and just getting more comfortable out there. Last year, my head was on a swivel. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was basically just like an idiot out there. Swimming. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Now, I'm a genius. That's what he's getting at. He gets football now. It would be a little concerning if it hadn't slowed down for him in his second year. Very popular trope. Mm-hmm. I think this is the most popular trope there is. No, the best shape of my life is. Yeah, the best shape of my life is. A People number are one. onto that though, and like writers know that's a trope, you know. And, and I and I think this one you could go into every local newspaper and you could find a version of this story this off season. I can almost guarantee that there's at least one per city. Does it bother you, Greg, as the creator of Roto World, that it makes itself into Roto World as a Roto World blurb? Should they should they be saying this should not be a news item? Or should it be? Or is it for them may a way it's a news item. I well well it's a trope. Is that an indictment on Dan then? Then our oh here we no. go again nice try, <laughs> nice no, try. I actually threw Sticky this Davis one at, over to my I threw this one at Dan as a good trope alert as someone in this room once taught me sometimes even if it's not news you just use it as a jumping off point to talk about something interesting yeah that's true it's it's I you can't blame them they got to pay the bills wow they, Wes reminding you of your own mantra yeah interesting a little more well, plus it's it's there's not a lot to write about this time of year you got to keep that page churning well that's exactly what they did it's a big chunky graph to summarize his rookie season they did a nice job with it um in other news kicker battles gotta love them 
because it's the most important thing in football are the guys that use their foot to hit the ball. I mean, it's just, you know, common sense. And one of our favorite kickers here on the Around the NFL podcast, Kai Forbath, who, uh, you know, Guy, Kai's Kai. And he joined the Vikings and had a pretty solid season with Minnesota and uh, had a nice playoff game uh, in Minnesota's first playoff win in a while. And everything seemed good. But then what happens? The Vikings go and they draft a kicker, Danny Carlson, uh, in the sixth round. It is the uh, most valuable pick at kicker in the history of the Vikings. And guess what? Now Kai is all of a sudden in the fight for his life uh, after an offseason in which he was thinking, oh, I have this job in the bag. He had this to say. I mean, it was a little shocking. Yeah. Vouchers. And then uh, he said, how will we compete? He said, it's the same as every year. I've competed with someone every single year. It's no different than last year with Marshall. Daniel is a good young kicker. I'm not here to coach him. Oh, echo chamber. Putting his okay, foot Ben down. Roethlisberger. Yeah, a little Big Ben there. I'm Big Ben. What do you think about that statement by Kai? <laughs> yeah, so I thought I'm here to get myself ready for the season. We'll have a good competition. Competition, you say? For Ben <laughs> Carlson. It's Kai versus the kid. Kai's Kai. Experience or innocence. The greatest generation so slow. or millennials. Stay tuned. Wow. It's a new battle. This is going to be better than Aguayo. Mm. Someone's got to tell Kai he doesn't even matter in this competition. Wow. Basically up to the kid. Yeah. Either the kid falls flat on his face for some reason and they have to go back to Kai. Or, Kai knows uh, it. Or they do what they want, which is get rid of Kai. It's also pretty much confirmed we're getting some version right, of that soundbite from now until the end of time because there no. will be some kicker battle every year from now until the end of time. Rick Spielman. You sound excited about that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, no, it's a nice what, bit. What, you have a problem with that? No, bet? it's a nice bit. It's just that yeah. you know, good. You have to try to top last yeah. year's battle. Right. That was an epic battle. Yeah, Kai I'm not sure what's his name, Carlson <laughs> Forbath is quite the same Ooh. You know, Dan is a, crushed. a sequel needs to top why, the original. Why are you guys trying so hard today to cause Dan, trouble? No, I'm not. I'm Dan, not going after Dan. I just think we'll have to monitor. I mean, maybe. this is Greg's mo. I know Greg is always trying to do. Maybe that it stuff. becomes but more you, intense. I expect I just, more from you, Connie. <laughs> no, I just looked well, at your Mark, eyes right then Mark. when you heard him say that it's not Don't as big of a battle as last year. This is your wheelhouse. I was thinking about something else actually. So I was actually <laughs> wasn't even aware of what Mark was saying, but. You're right. That is not, now, now, you, now you've gotten into it. Uh-oh. Back to what I was thinking. I was thinking of Rick Spielman, the GM of the Vikings, who basically already signed Kai Forbes' death warrant uh, when he said, uh, well, Whoa. from this roster, uh, you have to be a strong-legged kickoff guy uh, to prevent big re- returns uh, in the new new rules with kickoffs, and Kai is not, he doesn't have the strongest leg. You're like, uh, you're like the kid in class who can't be trusted. We send you down to the lab and you spend your whole time analyzing kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I'm telling you, it's the most underappreciated posi- position in this sport. It wins and loses games every week. I love when you tweet out your mentions and it's just all Kai's Kai. <laughs> Rich Eisen has punters. You have kickers. This That's is an why intriguing. you don't like the Chargers. That's That makes yeah. sense now because they never yeah. pay enough attention to the most important be position smart. in the field, mm. kickers. He's smart. And also Rich Eisen with the punters. Who cares about punters, though? Oh, I don't have people a, too. Uh, he's taking shots. He's he's firing shots. I mean, yeah, a lot of punters, a lot of punters today. cannot double as as your kickoff specialist sometimes too. A so they do matter. He has a rough day. You get rid of him. Very rarely does a punter lose a game. Matt Dodge comes to mind for the Giants but once I, upon a time. 
kicker in a high-profile, you know, failure scenario more often. Little Matt Dodge callback. Uh, I bet you didn't see that coming, Greg. That's, what, that's what's going on in the lab. Just keep wait, your head on a swivel for like it. Evan Ingram. <laughs> Game's really slowing down for you. <laughs> it's really slowing down. <laughs> in year six of the podcast. Um, all right. And, uh, oh, yeah, one last thing. Uh, yes, Pete Carroll, a missive, a, a, a purpose statement, a mission statement, a memo sent to no one in particular, but really everyone. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, Erica, let's, let's get the gong. Uh, it's a long letter. It's important that the letter is out there, uh, but we can't read it all at once. So during the show, we're just going to mark as the official uh, orator in this scenario is going to just read the letter as the show moves along. When you hear the gong mark, you just start reading. And then when the gong hits again, you have to stop wherever you're at. I'll even stop. Mid-sentence even. I'll be obedient. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a new empathy. We are living in the midst of a cultural transformation as we find ourselves speeding across a landscape driven by digital evolution. We are drawn to distraction by our screens. So it is no wonder that in our desperation to keep pace, we just might be unaware of where we find ourselves in terms of social and interracial development. If we take the time to stop and listen, there is a cacophony. I, you're, Erica, you're the driver on this? I wasn't sure, so I just sort of <laughs> hit the gong. Okay. I'm continuing? L. Ron Hubbard's No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's it, the gong. Right. Okay. The gong's the gong. That's what's <laughs> happening in the news. Uh, letters from the future. Uh, this is a, uh, a seg <laughs> in which uh, we, we take on the identity of, um, or we read letters from an NFL player, coach, GM, owner, whatever, uh, at, given at some point, written at some point in the future. It could be a week from now, could be a month from now, could be a year from now. It's really, uh, it could be any time. And I guess to set it up, we'll go around the room just to make it clear, unless it's made clear explicitly in the uh, letter itself, uh, just let us know when this letter is uh, being written and then get into it. Um, Greg, do you want to get us going? No. Wes? Wow. Sure. All right, Wes, start us off. Well, I was under the impression that this was postcards from the future, so. <laughs> Even better. Is, <laughs> this is Aaron Rodgers. Yours can be a postcard. Says, wish you were here. No, really. Wish you were here. That's the postcard <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers sends to the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game as he prepares to face the end boss Falcons once again. Mm. Ooh. Wow. So short. And sweet and devastating. Rodgers just beat the Cowboys again in the divisional round because he beats them on the final play every time he plays. Mm. Ouch. I like that one. I could see Rodgers being cutting in a postcard. That getting a little troll, a little troll job. In Jerry, a Jones Ouch. Jerry Jones goes out. Jerry Jones. Look at it this way: the Cowboys made it to the division round this year, and who knew that was going to happen? Mm. Jerry Jones goes out to the mailbox, you know, excited to see what the mailman brings. It still happens. I'm trying to There's picture the artwork on the front. The wish you were it's here. Like, it's Damn. just a it's picture like, of a number 12 Green Bay mm. jersey. Ah. And he's yeah. just like Rogers again. Rogers. That's what he does when he reads it. Actually, it's probably the Mercedes Benz dome on the postcard. Oh, that's wish true. You Your thoughts on that, Mark? I liked it. Short and sweet. Mark, do you want to continue with our next book? Mine is a letter. Yours is a letter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, letter. From the future. It's not when? the new empathy letter, though. No, this <laughs> a lot is of, different. A lot of reading today. Just be ready for the gong. Uh, it, it probably won't hit here, but the gong could come at any time. It won't. So do you have the do you have his I've, letter? It's always handy. at the ready. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, this is um, 
Here we go. Dear broadcasters of old, the date is November 24th, 2022. Consider this an alert. This past August, U.S. naval operations detected a mysterious heat source below Antarctica's Queen Fabiola mountain range. Worldwide alarm peaked two weeks later when said mountain range melted away into a sea of fire. Out of this sea rose a massive silver ship high above Antarctica. This air dirigible many miles wide hovered over the earth for 11 days, invincible to military fire, before settling in Manhattan above 345 Park Avenue, a.k.a. NFL headquarters. The world stood still, all business shut down, well except for NFL.com, which viewed this cosmic earth event as a signpost of its own ultra-importance in our society. Anyways, with the ship nestled above NFL headquarters, humanity watched as a beautiful being surrounded by light descended onto the rooftop of 345 Park, where it was greeted by our Earth-approved envoy, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. (laughs) Greetings, Rappaport said, bowing before the visitor, a stunning seven-foot-tall, powerfully built, red-haired warrior woman, armed with a sword of fire. Cut the pleasantries, you non-female. The warrior woman sneered at Rapsheet. I am Hexus the Bountiful. Take us to your puny field of play, pronto. Hours later, the silver vessel hovered over the 2022 NFL kickoff classic between the Ravens and defending champion Chicago Bears. Soldier Field watched in awe as Hexus, the Bountiful, and her fleet of 99 warrior women descended onto the 50-yard line. Are you here to serve as goddesses to us and fulfill our various whims? Asked newly appointed Ravens defensive line coach Terrell Suggs. <laughs> no, you dumbass, said Hexa. We're here to crack you into a thousand pieces. We are now the 32nd team in your pathetic little football league. Listen, lady, said Suggs. We already got 32 teams. You're late to the party. NBC's cameras closed in tight as Hexa turned her ice blue gaze towards Suggs and the Ravens' shrunking sideline. This doesn't feel good, Chris Collinsworth whispered. All of America watched as Hexa and her collection of 99 seven-foot-tall femme soldiers from below Antarctica pointed their swords towards Suggs and the Ravens. As of this day, we are Team 32, Hexa declared, staring down the founder of Ball So Hard University. This man and this purple bird team are never more. Transmission out, sent by NFL Media's Jeremy Bergman. Virgo. <laughs> I at one point when you were describing the 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 seven foot woman, it was like a penthouse letter from the future. Right. That was. Yeah. I, I pretty much. I thought that was the whole idea. I thought it was gonna end with like Mark waking up in his bed or something. It's like because like it's basically it's, your fantasy. They're seven, Amazon warriors. Seven foot tall Amazon women Redhead who are, who are ruining the, the Ravens. The Amazon warrior tribe that vanished. <laughs> no one knows where they went, and they have been living under Antarctica, according to this You would just mention a, a toned redhead with icy blue eyes. That's basically right. Kristen Sunk. Yeah, it's your fantasy. And the, and and I don't like where, I don't like to, you know. But to your point, go. I really yeah. enjoyed. Um, They're destroying your least favorite team and least favorite player. Well, so. I tried it with the different <laughs> method. I do like knowing Terrell Suggs' history. I thought it was ironic in, a, in an interesting and fun way what happened. And also what he couldn't see immediately is what we all knew was that the Ravens were about to be destroyed. They're out. They're on the way up. In this great dream scenario. I'm really sad that I would have no shot to play on this team with warrior women. No. I could maybe be like a ball Too girl short. for them, though. Too short. Too short. Yeah. Oh, That's how we feel about box. football in general. So, <laughs> All right. yeah. 
2022, I would have put that a little more in the future. I'm surprised. It's right around the corner. I feel like things are heading towards yeah, yeah. rough territory. So. Connie? A sea of fire in Antarctica. I don't, I don't know how I can follow it up, but here we go. <laughs> All right. This takes place February 7th, 2028. Ooh, okay. From the borough of Brent. Greetings from London. Forgive me as I write this from my hovercraft, as it is a bit windy today and the gusts sometimes affect my new brain translator. Ten years. If you haven't figured it out already, this is Shad Khan, owner of many fancy things, including the London Jaguars. Yes, I'm sorry to break the future news this way, but our new home is now Wembley Stadium. However, thanks to the amazing work of Elon Musk and the generous support of HSBC, we've been offering a select number of previous season ticket holders from Jacksonville free rides on the Transatlantic Tunnel with exclusive discounts at our partner hotel, Premier Inn. But between us, this is probably the final year of that bloody deal. Anyway, (laughs) enough of my chin wagging. My craft is landing and I have a Super Bowl parade to attend. So enjoy the pool for now because the future is across the pond. Wow. Now the Jaguars fans listening, they do Jaguars. Jaguars fans do not have a sense of humor about the London trip. So you're probably going to get some tweets. (laughs) Probably. uh, Probably. I I don't blame them. You don't want to hear about your team leaving. But they get all sorts of discounts, and they can ride right. on the transatlantic tunnel. Trans- mm. Trans- what about the, the woman women living a few blocks from the beach? She's probably not doesn't have the yeah. funds to get onto this. Right. Into this I thought you, you- and I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. Maybe she's one. Maybe she's uh can get take part in the promotional situation. True. I know she. Very maybe true. she's not a season ticket holder. I like but- that you got Elon Musk in there. If you threw Grimes in like the <laughs> halftime show, I was gonna. Feel <laughs> Wait, somebody needs right. to send a message to Elon Musk. Stop with this transatlantic tunnel nonsense and get busy on the Mouser. <laughs> oh, the Mouser, right, please. yes. Right. Mouser. Didn't the Mouser wipe out the Ravens too? Yes. Well, no, oh. that's it did not because the Mouser <laughs> does not exist. So that's how they we have to go through mouser. new methods. I do want to throw out there, I don't hope that the Jaguars move to uh, London. Just saying all of you Jaguars fans out there. Oh, you all scared of the Jaguars fans. It's a great They're scenario. frightening. They're frightening. Oh. Of discontent clamoring for a sympathetic ear. In many ways, our leaders have fostered a dialogue of discord and division, resulting in an elevation of this discontent. We have witnessed perspectives that have communicated a contempt, perhaps even a hatred, that has always existed but has remained somewhat dormant to our distracted senses. It is not too dramatic to say that there is a revolution of social awareness on our current horizon, and it seems we could miss it by burying our heads in the sands of complacency and delusion. These challenging times are not only testing our daily... All right, next letter from the future. It's kind of hard to keep the letters from the future. <laughs> there's a lot of letters. separate. They're very... Of all the shows. Yeah. For there to be there, there's a lot letters. of letters. Some common DNA. The next letter, this is the letter podcast, uh, comes from Brown Safety Demarius Randall. It's a November 13th, 2018. Um, here we go. Demarius here. Writing to you from cell block six at the Cleveland Cor- Correctional <laughs> Center. As you know, after the Cavs took out the Warriors in the finals, a district judge ruled that my tweet about buying all the jerseys was legally binding. This put me roughly $100 million in the hole, which obviously was not ideal. My attempt to make good on my word, a Randall always pays his debts after all, led to the bank foreclosing on my home, Janie leaving and taking the kids, and obviously, the federal tax evasion charges that put me in the six by eight human cage. I'll write to you from right now. 
As you can imagine, it's very, very lonely here, and all the fellas make fun of me about the circumstances that led to my incarceration. True story. I had to pummel a fellow inmate in my first week to ensure I get dinner every night. I didn't even know the man's name. I think about him a lot when I sleep, if I sleep, which isn't often. <laughs> it's hard to close my eyes when all I can see are his, that look of confusion and terror, another victim trapped behind the walls of a living hellscape I now call my life. Anywho, write me back soon. <laughs> it got very dark Whoa. in there. My Sorry. God. Poor Demarius. Listen. Yeah. He, by the way, he's walked it back. And yes, I get it. We got the math wrong on the jerseys. Uh, I, I had it $55 a jersey times 300000 I asked Greg to help me out with a comma. Didn't help me out. I, it was supposed to be $15 million. We said $1.5 But really, the jerseys... Are, cost $100 now, which I did not know that, and it's up to 1 million retweets. Oh, wow. And Gr- Greg did help me out with this. He did ask me 100 what's 1 million, million. times 100,000 retweets. Like, <laughs> no, there you go. It's easy to retweet. It's hard to beat the Warriors. That's the thing. Is it seems like a fairly safe maneuver by him anyways. I mean, it, it, there have been a lot of bad tweets this week. That one is still in contention for the most costly. I mean, it is, yeah. if you're a, Roseanne it, thinks that was yeah, a bad tweet. Yeah. If you're, yeah. A Cle- if you're a Cleveland fan, though, would you take the Cavs title? <laughs> Or would you take a safety, turn cornerback, turn safety? <laughs> I think you might take the Cavs tighter and lo- lose the safety in That's mid-November and, and just see what, you know, what else is on the roster. Put him in the pri- you're saying, yeah, you're fine putting him in prison. Gonzo, I'm just, you know. <laughs> your husband, mm-hmm. uh-huh. a very um, a prominent uh, hoops writer. John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Does he think the Cavs have any chance? I'm just curious. Uh, I think he said Warriors in five. Uh, so probably not. Okay, that's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. All right. All right. Greg, now we, I, I threw it to you to start. Now we're going to throw it to you about midway through the sec. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and wait, wait, we're supposed to say the name. I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sniveling little b- it's Jeff Fisher. Oh, God. It's Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Bet you thought you were rid of me, didn't you? Don't think I haven't heard your little seven and nine jokes or that little <laughs> Rosenthal talking about me holding a dog like a ghost at the end of all or nothing. I love that <laughs> dog. The date is February 4th, 2024. I just got back from Pat O'Brien's in New Orleans. The Super Bowl <laughs> is later today. And I'm coaching in it. That's how confident I am, you clowns. My Miami Dolphins are facing John Fox's Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah, Foxy's back, too. You know what else is back? (laughs) Defense. Running the football. Kicking field goals on fourth and inches from the three-yard line when you're down four points. Take the points. You know what else is back? Throwing three-yard passes on third and long. It's all happening ever since 2018 when they tried to change the catch rule. Offense and passing numbers have been sinking and going by the wayside. 12 to 10 games are back in style. I'm now like a mix of Vince Lombardi and Barack Obama in this new world. I'm out. Wow. My favorite part about this is as Greg is reading it, he's rocking back and forth <laughs> in his chair. It's a performance artist. I can see why you didn't want to go first because it would have been a little bit of a wild intro to this yes. thing, but I loved it. Very, I like the gravel in his voice. So it's a man that's seen things. <laughs> the anger. In his life. 
that Rocky maneuver, that's from the Val Kilmer School of me- Method Acting that Greg has been pointing <laughs> He's uh, been getting in really character getting the entire the, time we were reading Into the art. mind of Jeff Fisher. I'll buy everyone a jersey, by the way, if Jeff Fisher gets another head coaching job. Retweet. 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 Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not, right? I mean, Steven Ross, he saw the, the game was changing. He brought back Fisher. He knew. <laughs> he really wanted him. Wow. He went to the bar before the Super Bowl. The night before. Wow. What time did he get home, though? Resolve. They are also calling us to search our souls for deeper meaning. We have been thrust into a moment in time where we can no longer ignore the real history of our nation, a history that not only ignored social injustice but fostered raging inequality, and a history so sordid that many have repressed and defended against the truth in an effort to ignore the despicable realities. Our leadership has opened the scars of our past by encouraging a reemergence of biased sentiments. Most of us in the majority have been raised with such a bias, often disguised, and eventually we become oblivious to the truth of our history. Our teachings have masked the facts, thus creating insensitivity and a lack of awareness about the realities of those in the minority. Ironically, this same... All right, Wes. Again, I was under the impression this was postcards. I like that. It's a <laughs> nice... Like it's, better. it's a nice... This is usually the yeah. role that I play in the games. <laughs> <laughs> I well, have it written down in my notes from our meeting. Postcards from the we, future. We kicked around a couple of things. We said, is it emails from the future? Is it letters? Is it postcards? And I guess maybe the rest of the group came down on letters. <laughs> I think a nice little postcard but is I feel like I like it's it. a treat. It's, it's a, a treat. Bit. Yeah. This, uh, this postcard is from NFL Honors. Next early next February, people are sending postcards from NFL honors. <laughs> Sashi Brown sends a postcard Ooh. of Rookie of the Year Josh Allen to the analytics community with the following message on the back: Deconstruction isn't cool. You know what's cool? Reconstruction. Go forth and follow no one. Whoa, Sashi! <laughs> wow. Hey now, anybody can tear down a roster. Can you build a roster? That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. He was at honors, huh? What was he was. He, what was he doing there? <laughs> he was there to appreciate Josh Allen. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, Josh Allen. You don't Allen. believe that, though. Yes. I you do. think Josh Allen's going to win rookie would of the year? would not surprise me at all. Really? I think he's going to start from day one, and I, it would not surprise me at all. I mean, he'll play a lot. Hmm. Sounds like you're reading some of these uh, OTA stories, and you're getting excited about Josh. Uh-oh. I just, I'm really invested in him doing well and shoving it in the face you of close-minded dolts. Good. I like that. I like because you were not a Bills fan last season. I've ne- I've never been a Bills fan. I right. find them to be incredibly boring. I <laughs> I hope that Josh Allen. So Bills fans that are a fan exciting. of this podcast, this is a really uh, great turn of events. This is now monumentous. Wes has uh, Josh Allen like in his stable of boys. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Very nice. Wow. Dan's just trying to stick that position. Had, had Josh uh, Allen landed on the Jets, would you have this zeal to you? No, absolutely not. There's enough Jets talk on this show. I'm not sure how Sashi Brown and Josh Allen are connected, but I, I do. Because all of his fall, all of Sashi Brown's acolytes mm-hmm. have determined that Josh Allen's career is already over. So he is, it's like Bill James telling his followers 20 years ago, be fair before you criticize. Hmm. This is the Sashi, this is the postcard version of that letter. Ooh. Very nice. Or Bill James' letter to his followers uh, underestimating the fog. You don't know everything. I, Sometimes these leaders have to tell their followers every once in a while, you don't know everything. And my goal in starting this movement was never to tell you guys that you know everything. 
I'm a little worried that Josh Allen doesn't have a good setup around him to succeed. Well, that's a legitimate concern, but I, that's <laughs> killing my narrative here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Mark, you got another one? All right. Bear with me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know it's going to be a long one when Mark says bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. It's your friend and sometimes producer, Erica. Oh. I'm writing you from my corner office at NFL Network. That's right. I'm high up now in charge of tons of people. A queen, the way it should be. Oh, so the date. It's Christmas Eve, 2018, and I'm kind of feeling myself right now. <laughs> I'm with Thor, my little awesome dog. How did I get here? Why am I in charge of all of you now? Well, actually, more like none of you, because none of you work here anymore. Sorry to break the news. It's kind of my fault, too, but I don't feel too bad. See, I had to do what was right and reveal the truth. The four of you aren't who you say you are. Greg, Wes, Dan, and Mark. Total frauds. I'd say come clean, but it doesn't matter. You've already been fired in the future. How did you think you'd get away with this? Deadspin was all over it. Headline, four so-called journos admit to never writing an article. Subhead, totally phony football scribes hired college co-eds and outsiders to author white-knuckle football blog for NFL media. That's right, we know all about it. For the past five years, you've waltzed around the newsroom. Look at us, while four strangers did all the work in your names. Greg Rosenthal, in real life, his industrious output was crafted by a USC student named Felicia Musburger. Oh, wow. Hardworking Felicia. Any relation? Interesting right, yeah. that she calls it, right. she pronounces Grand, it Felicia. Hardworking Felicia would tell Greg what to say about Lions Packers week six while he sat in his cube, feet up, watching Carolina Pisclova and Sloan <laughs> Stevens. Dan Hansis, his funny man posts. Bye, Felicia. Dan Hansis, his funny man posts were done by a 20-year-old LMU student named George Hopkins II. Dan mostly ignored him. Chris Wessling, <laughs> he certainly benefited from 14-year-old tape watcher Eugene Wexler offering to write every one of the mailman's articles for free as an intellectual experiment in free trade. And Mark Sessler, hiring his work out to a Los Angeles-area housewife named Wendy Pockets. <laughs> Wendy vaguely knew her football, and it showed in Mark's work. Wendy also had a problem with pills, forcing Mark to spin incredible yarns about various health issues and a string of phantom jury assignments. I knew it. Cool work ethic, bro. You guys are Milli Vanilli Part 2, so sit back and enjoy the final few months of your fading heyday. Best part is, the Around the NFL podcast was quickly replaced by the broadcast. I sit where Dan sat. Emma VP sits where Mark sat. Cynthia Freeland took Greg's seat, and Colleen Wolf grabbed Wes's empty chair. I will Ouch. say, I sympathize Whoa. with Dan. We can't get Colleen to hang exclusively with our show. She's constantly being pulled away to do Sheck and 2,000 other assignments like nationwide as her pockets get swole off network money. <laughs> it's all good, though. The broadcast is massive, topping your fading numbers, that's for sure. Love ya, Erica. Wow. Congratulations on all your success. Wow, I feel kind of bad, but I mean, I guess the truth came out. I mean, you're kind of a terrible person, but you're also successful. But I signed it. Love ya. (laughs) Also on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I have nothing but to do with my puppy up in a corner office. I'm impressed by the level of spite in that Mm, letter. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it's shocking, any of it. There's always been a lot of ambition. Not shocking to us. But now it all comes out. Hmm. Does Eugene well, Wexler also share your affinity for Josh Allen, Wes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big fan. <laughs> Who's <laughs> the writer for Greg? What about Wendy Pockets? Po- Wendy Pockets. Pockets. That's my favorite. <laughs> Greg is Felicia Musburger. Ah, uh, Felicia. Oh, bye, Felicia. 
Same leadership has now provoked an opportunity to surge toward a calling for openness and a newfound sensitivity, one grounded in a new caring, a new awareness, a new calling, a new empathy. Will I ever stop reading today? This new empathy could serve as the baseline of thinking that would produce a willingness to see and listen with a fret. Colleen? Okay. May 31st, 2021, Hamilton, Canada. May 531. Hamilton, Canada. It's been three years, and here I still sit in my Canadian house coat. Not a ton has changed. Drake is still angry at Pusha T for chirping on diss tracks. Chirping. Brian Colangelo is still wearing large Italian collars, and I'm still in the CFL. Mentally, I'm in bad shape, but physically, I'm definitely in the best shape of my life. I find myself saying, Johnny, be a man, Zell. Snap out of this funk and start rubbing your money fingers together again. Don't get me wrong. I love Canada. I visited the Canadian Hollywood Walk of Fame the other day and took my picture with a Nickelback star. I'm just bored of toboggan, low on loonies, and miss the NFL. Hey. Shots fired. Shots fired at Canada. I'm like, what's the Canadian Hollywood? What? One bad thing. I one one thing I got to point out, and the Canadians that listen to the show, um, they have a a large contingent of famous people. That we yeah. sleep on. So, like, getting, like, the Nickelback bassist kind of, like, undersells. <laughs> Joni Ryan, Mitchell. Ryan Jim Gosling, Jim Carrey, Justin Bieber. Danny Rogan. Avril Young. Lean, Rachel McAdams, Ryan Reynolds, Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Dion, Pamela Listen, Anderson, This Mike is Myers. not a shot at Canada. This is just what Johnny Manziel is going <laughs> He's through He's not right a You have Jacksonville yes. and Canada on him. you now. I know. <laughs> He's still doing the money sign. Yeah. Well, I think he just he wants to do it again. Maybe he feels like he feels that like is going to bring him back. conjure it up. Yeah. They didn't even hand yeah. him the starting job up there, you know. He's I the backup. The Tiger Reds. Cats? The backup for the Tiger Cats. Wow. How Great long will name. that last? Let's, like, let's sell he's, some tickets. He's making a third as much money, I think, as the starter, who's played pretty well. Got to put some meat in the seats. Uh, next letter, this comes from uh, Nick Foles, Eagles quarterback to a childhood buddy. Uh, this is on Sunday Uh, November 25th, it's a uh, week 12 in the NFL. Hey, Nick here, writing this from the sideline during another super impressive Eagles win with star flyboy Carson Wentz at the controls. Give me a break. Can I just acknowledge the 800-pound gorilla in the room and admit you were right? I really should have got myself traded last spring. I mean, what was I thinking? I had all the leverage you could ever ask for. Why would I ever choose to stay here and basically go into self-imposed witness protection? I'm the reigning Super Bowl MVP, for goddamn sake. Does an elite skydiver set a Guinness World Record then join an old lady mall walking group as an encore? Of course not, but here I am, bored as hell. Might as well be wearing a tracksuit and gleaming white orthopedic shoes. Speaking of clothing, did you know I walked down Broad Street last Saturday? Broad Street, Philadelphia. Broad Street. Uh, Broad Street last Saturday in full uniform, pads and everything, and not a single person recognized me. I'm old news. And the worst part is I chose this fate. I'm going to go fire my agent later. Mm. <laughs> Two sad quarterbacks back to back. Wow. I I totally believe that. It's surprising. This, that surprises back. me. He strikes me as a man who's at, who's at peace with himself. Right now. More than most But people. once the lights go up and there's 80,000 people mm. in the arena, I think he's going to think to himself, I never had more leverage in my career than I did six months ago. I wish I was somewhere throwing the football in the yeah. starting line. I wish I was playing for Hugh Jackson. I don't know what's going on in Maybe Philadelphia, but 
that that's a that would be a major disappointment because Nick Foles is um, pretty high up for everybody right now. I know he'll always have he'll that always. basically will always have a, a seat at everybody's table. I guess my point is that was a ama- an amazing moment in time, but it's now in the past mm. in the terms of like what he provides for that team in that city. He doesn't have a future in Philadelphia unless he's just a backup quarterback. But he pro he proved in those last two games alone that he deserves. Mm. He's forever a god. Maybe he's just choosing happiness. Overrated. Really want to play. Happiness is the most Mm -hmm. underrated thing that you can possibly have in your life. He's a he's a professional athlete. I'm I'm more banking on what drives a lot of these guys that competitive fire that's gotten to where they are. Yeah. When when it's the season comes around. Is Nick going to be want to be playing? I'm sure he does. Maybe Nick Foles knows how good Nick Foles is. Nick Foles thought about thought about retiring a few years ago yeah. because he wasn't enjoying uh, his situation. So I think he's got a situation. Yeah. Hopefully. How many Super yeah. Bowl winners who don't retire like Peyton Manning potentially don't play a single game the next season yet are fully healthy? Just kick back, it's a, it's relax. It's an odd situation. Soak That's it in. True. Was Jeff Hostetler? Hey, Hostetler went on to start for the Raiders. It was wasn't it the next year. I don't it even was know his. not the next year. I don't know. I no. think it was. He, he was like there in 92, 93. Uh, all right, last one. Oh, oh, do you have one? It's, yeah. Okay. Sure. Why are you acting surprised? You know it's your turn. No. Uh, oh me? <laughs> <laughs> Who me? <laughs> He's getting into character. It's no, it's from uh, it's from June third, Monday. This coming two thousand eighteen, and mm. it, and it's from me. It just says, uh, <laughs> just want to say hi, guys. Not much has changed in the meantime. OTAs are still going on. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say, like, enjoy your weekend. It's all that we really know that we have. So if you're not going to have this fun this weekend and enjoy your life, like, you might never enjoy it. Let, let's live it up. We're out. Carpe diem, baby. That's it. Now, you, I like you, future Greg. Will you know if we have enjoyed it, if it's June 3rd? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I hope we get – I'm saying this is all, all we know we have. I, yeah, I, I know it's going to be a great weekend. So at least we know, we know something terrible didn't happen at least. The warrior goddesses are coming. Good point. Mm. It's kind of like the – Exa. It's like the, the box within the box within the box within the box. Yeah. You're from it's the future <laughs> telling us to enjoy the weekend that already happened. I hope we enjoyed that's, it. Uh, <laughs> that's useless. Hasn't happened. <laughs> hasn't happened for for us yet. For us. We don't know it. Right. The well, future me knows it's going to be a blast. I think we really nailed this exercise. But yeah. you already you already know whether or not we did enjoy it. Don't don't uncover the. <laughs> I think he at least knows nothing terrible happened because a weekend could, could go by where none of us communicate with each other. Right. Because right. you could future Greg could say enjoy uh, the upcoming weekend even in future Greg's future, but then you could even just say that to us right now. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a future guy at all. No. Oh, he just knocked down your future straw man. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, but it was a nice sentiment. Maybe, maybe yeah, it was maybe. a very nice sentiment. You could look at it the other way that the future guy knows maybe things could go sideways. Something's so coming. Enjoy so enjoy it. this yeah. weekend. Well, it's, right. it's, it's the one behind the glass, Erica. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> there was something not like it was a bit. There was an ominous tone there. Yeah. Shh. Sensitivity and awareness, one that would facilitate the engagement of necessary for real learning and understanding to take place. And this new understanding would open the passageways to true critical transformation. It won't be easy. And of course, resistance is to be expected. There will be many unable to agree that we are even in need of a new empathy. But can't we all agree that people caring for people in need is a simple place to start? Please consider living out a renewed commitment to empathy. Make a conscious effort to listen, to understand, to care, 
to build bridges instead of building walls. Be a part of the change by moving toward a new caring for others. Help create a culture of new empathy, one day at a time, one person at a time. There you go. Wow. I think I got the gist of it. What? I didn't. It was just a bunch of word salad. It's a word salad for the ages. Uh, that's. A, I think it has a nice base to it. I think I kind of get it, what he was going for, uh, but he. It, it just that, seemed like a b- bunch of gobbled. It has a nice base to it. If you didn't know that he just had Jordan Peterson, that psychology professor, in to speak to the team, who has some similar-ish thoughts, but some really out there messed up thoughts. And I've been thinking about the Seahawks a lot this this offseason. I think they're really interesting just because Pete Carroll and starting over this whole thing. And I've been thinking, I'm going to pick the Seahawks to the playoffs. I kind of like Pete Carroll getting it all going in. I said I was going to pick them. After hearing that letter, they're not making the playoffs. Really? Now I'm thinking this is Pete Carroll's last season in Seattle. And uh, I just I'm not liking what's happening there. Who knew it was going to be empathy? The straw that broke the camel's back for Greg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. A new empathy. I, look, I'm also thinking of a group of of 53 men that he's going to be leading, reading this Instagram post and thinking with an eye roll. roll there's in their eyes. there's no such thing as new empathy. This is the same old empathy empathy with like a perpetua filter of coach speak. Mm. A lot of it's coach just speak. a bunch of coach speak. But I mean, hey. Jesus is just all right with me. I love empathy. <laughs> Read uh, some good fiction. That's uh, the most valuable aspect of good fiction. It gives you empathy. I also like that new empathy is capitalized in every reference within this letter. Oh, is it? It's well, almost it's, like he's it's like, a movement. It's a cult almost. Uh, that, that I think started. to Greg's point, I think someone's been in his hemisphere. Yeah, that's it. Has what a, are these it, weird, bizarro ideas that this uh, psychologist? I has? don't even want to get into it because mm. it's pretty dark, bad. It's. It's, it's, since you brought it up, just maybe a Cliff's Notes for us, because I feel I'm not aware. People, of people can can read up on Jordan Peterson if they want. Really, a big a big part of it is he's part of this new like men need to take more control and be more manly. And oh. he he once tweeted to women in general saying that if they usurp men, they will rebel and fail, and you will have to jail or enslave them. That was one. Oh, but there's a lot. Wow, there's a lot. He's really? Talked about a, a lot disappearing masculinity in America. And the, and he just Which talked is, to the Seahawks. Which just, is it was became it was kind of a uh, a mini drama uh, that he spoke to the Seahawks. You know, a lot of people better, were offended by this. Pete yeah. and Jordan better watch out for those uh, those hot seven foot creatures that Hexa. you spoke of. You feel a somewhat of a cl- tension between those yeah, two groups those, potentially. The seven foot redheads. Pete Carroll seems eyes. like a nice guy who's pretty <laughs> balanced and like happy, but he just seems like maybe he shouldn't be. I don't know. You think he's a little football, coach. a little too deep. Should just go. Do, I don't know. He's a little too Start deep in the cult. ocean. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's wow. A little maybe, new agey. Maybe, uh, you know, a little dog paddle back to the uh, shore. He's like <laughs> coaching off the Celestine prophecy. Um, wow. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff, Wes. Thank you. I don't. I don't. I didn't get that ref, but I, it sounded very intelligent. I so. bet Mark's aware of the Celestine prophecy. Oh, the book. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, we already. I mean, I'm with. I'm with. We you. I, I that know. the readers can go <laughs> check out themselves. It was a big new agey book that came out. And uh, is filled with gobbledygook. Book club, book, book club, book or book club book. <laughs> it, it's probably about twenty years old, I would think. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, good show today. As guys. are most of my references. Uh, loose cannon, <laughs> loose cannon. Uh, even though we now know what's about to happen in the future, the near future, right? Yeah. Not a too year, long. right? Yeah. A year. Um, you did a nice job this week uh, filling in. Thanks for, for having me. Appreciate it. And. Uh, 
and just you know keep this in mind these mm. kind words i'm saying to you yeah you can actually just office. keep it going a little bit more yeah i, yeah. To, I yeah. really want to know where you stand yeah you, you did such a seamless job dan doesn't even remember that Lindsay did tuesday show <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you've been back there a lot. Lately. Yeah, all last week, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair uh, continues the meticulous <laughs> overcorrecting on this. Episode. I know. It's, it's a really it's a nice trait. Um, all right. A nice trait. That's it. We'll be back on Tuesday uh, with Lindsay or you. We'll wait and see. <laughs> okay. Ooh, uh, maybe future if, Greg can tell us. Yeah, if we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back Tuesday with another episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listening. Uh, Leave Hey, we haven't asked for this in a while, so if you can help out on iTunes, uh, leave five-star rating, leave a comment, whatever you want to leave uh, in terms of comment. Could be nice. Could be not so nice. Just leave a comment. Can we read some That'd of those cool. again soon? Yeah, maybe we will soon. And also, if you haven't signed up for it, almost 10,000 strong, the Army now on subreddit, the Around the NFL podcast uh, subreddit, so look that up. Uh, Greeby and company, they do a great job over there. Uh, let's go. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, Colleen Wolf. Weird, weird. My voice cracked. <laughs> the old boss and loose cat behind the glass. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.